of inviting the number one mum at my house and the mother of this house up to deliver the word. And um, we just got a little something for you. Come up. I heard girls like flowers. Well, you're amazing, Mel. We love you so much and really appreciate everything you do for us at home and at church. Thank you. Fantastic. Wow. Happy Mother's Day. How am I gonna, what am I going to do? <laughs> there we go. You can take that. Thank you so much. How is everybody this morning? Are we good? Are we good? Did your mums get spoiled? Did you get spoiled this morning? I got a cold mug of water <laughs> in bed. It was nice. That was from Tiffany, so that was awesome. And, um, and my boys, they wrote out some coupons, which was pretty cool. And, uh, and some coupons like this. So, uh, lunch of your choice, a five-minute foot massage, a five-minute back massage, breakfast of your choice. But I thought one of them was pretty funny because there's wild cards. So, there's wild cards, which means I get to choose anything. But one of the wild cards says nothing over ten minutes. <laughs> So I thought that was pretty awesome. And then the directions are, uh, pick a coupon and tell me, and, and it says, and the pain begins, but then pain's crossed out and it says fun, and the fun begins. So that's pretty awesome. Praise God, hey. I just want to honour my mother. Where is my mum? In the kitchen. Yes, come forward, mum. Quickly. That's awesome. I just want to, mum does all the catering. She heads up our catering department. Um, she's put together. She's put together all the decor that we see around as well. And I honestly wouldn't be able to do what I do without my mum. And uh, she really supports. Um, and really, you're just your love and your support, mum. I want to say thank you so much. And you know, you taught me to be a hard worker as well, which is awesome. And she also taught us, you know, family always sticks together. And that's a value that we have. We honour family. We love family. And uh, we love you. So thank you. Love you heaps. And I've got a card for you as well. Don't lose that. Very important. Um, have you guys heard this? There's a daughter that asked her mother, what's it like to have the greatest daughter in the world? And the mum answered, I don't know, dear. Ask grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. That was awesome. Let's pray, hey? Lord, we just thank you for who you are, Father God. We thank you for every single mother in the house, Lord God, every mother online, Father and uh, we just pray for your blessing, Lord. We pray for encouragement. We pray that your word would go forth, Lord God. We pray for a fresh and filling of your Holy Spirit, Lord God. We pray that you'd move powerfully, that you'd touch our hearts, Lord. And we thank you for who you are, Lord God, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Well, I want to speak this morning about the faithfulness of God to the generations. The faithfulness of God to the generations. You know, after I committed my life to Jesus Christ... And I was completely set free, set free from drug addiction, alcoholism, uh, a whole heap of issues. And my life was radically turned around. And I remember thinking, after that had happened, I remember thinking, someone must have been praying for me. For me to be this radically set free, for me to end up into such a Christian rehabilitation centre. I mean, it was so Christian. You know, we read the Bible before lunch, like chapters of the Bible before you could eat your lunch, chapters of the Bible before you could eat your dinner. You know, you're required to, to uh, go to chapel six days a week. You know, you've got, had to share a devotion uh, regularly. Not that I ever did that one. I got away with that one. But I was thinking someone must have been praying for me. Who was praying for me? 
You know, it wasn't like at that time my family were in church every weekend. Uh, We weren't that type of family. And I was thinking, who was praying for me? And as I began to think about it, I thought back of my years growing up and I thought of my grandmother, a Roman Catholic, amazing woman of God. And I remember, hey, she used to attend church regularly. I remember that. I remember, hey, she used to sit in her little lounge room looking out her window with her rosary beads. I remember that. I thought it had to be Nonna. And so I went to her one day and I said, Nonna means grandma in Italian because she's my Sicilian grandmother. I said, Nonna, were you praying for me? And she said, yes, every day I was praying for you. Every single day I was praying for you and I'm still praying for your brother. I'm still praying for your brother and you know at that moment I realized and I had an understanding that her prayers had paved the way for my freedom her prayers had paved the way for the life that I'm living right now and I began to see a glimpse of God's faithfulness to the generations you know I think about Timothy a young guy in the Bible who was called to teach and preach to oversee churches to evangelize to preach the gospel And uh, the Apostle Paul mentored him. So the Apostle Paul was his spiritual father. And in one of the letters um, from Paul to Timothy, in fact, it was his very last letter. You could call it his last will or testament if you like. And he says this in 2 Timothy chapter 1. Now I want to excuse if all the uh, scriptures don't come behind me. We've had some tech difficulties today. So if you can just listen carefully if they don't come up. But he said this, You know that I've been called to serve the God of my fathers with a clean conscience. Night and day I pray constantly for you, building a memorial for you with my prayers. I know that you have wept for me, your spiritual father, and your tears are dear to me. I can't wait to see you again. I'm filled with joy as I think of your strong faith that was passed down through the family line. It began with your grandmother, Lois, who passed it on to your dear mother, Eunice, and it's clear that you too are following in the footsteps of their godly example. You know, it's believed that Timothy's father was probably not a believer. But that didn't stop Timothy's mother and grandmother from sharing their faith with their son and grandson, encouraging him, communicating with him, leading him in their faith, setting a godly example. So much so that Paul recognises that Timothy's faith, that his strong faith came down through the family line, from his grandmother to his mother to Timothy. And now Timothy was a part of this incredible movement of planting and establishing the early church. He was a part of that, preaching and teaching the gospel, doing these amazing things. And through the letter, Paul was encouraging Timothy to keep going, keep going, to rekindle the spiritual gift that was given to him through the laying of hands, to not walk in a spirit of fear but a power, love and a sound mind. To not be ashamed of the testimony of of our Lord. All this was in the letter that he wrote to Timothy. Do not be ashamed. He said, overcome evil with the power of God. And you know, Paul knew that his mortal life was coming to an end. And he said this in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 6. And now the time is fast approaching for my release from this life. And I'm ready to be offered as a sacrifice. I have fought an excellent fight. I have finished my full course with all my might and I've kept my heart full of faith. 
There's a crown of righteousness waiting in heaven for me. And I know that my Lord will reward me on his day of righteous judgment. And this crown is not only waiting for me, but for all who long and love and long for his unveiling. You know, Paul kept the faith. He fought the good fight. He understood the importance of generations and he fought for the generations. He wanted to make sure that Timothy would not give up, that he would persevere, that he would endure the hardship and does what it takes. Because sometimes we have to endure hardship and just do what it takes. Sometimes we need to be encouraged to keep going, to not give up, to keep pressing forward because life can be tough. No one said life was easy. No one said life was fair. I remember one time I said to my teacher, that's not fair. He said, well, who said life was fair? And I was like, well, that's a good point. (laughs) He was calling and urging Timothy to be faithful. He knew that God was faithful to the generations. He was faithful to those that put him first, to those that honoured him, to those that had their hearts turned to him. God is faithful. He is faithful. God is faithful to the generations. Psalm 119.90 says your faithfulness flows from one generation to the next. All that you created sits firmly in place to testify of you. Everything sits in place to testify of him. Paul knew that God would be faithful to Timothy just as he was faithful to his grandmother, just as he was faithful to his mother. You know, God has always been about the generations. His plan and his faithfulness spans the generations. It's always been his plan. You know, he's a big thinking, uh, visionary kind of guy, our God. He's a big thinker. And it started with Abraham. You know, we sang a song earlier called He is the God of Abraham, the God of Covenant. And that was amazing worship too, by the way. What does that mean exactly? The God of Abraham, the God of Covenant. For those that don't know, in Genesis chapter 12, God established a covenant with Abraham. And within that covenant, he said, I'll bless you and make you into a great nation. And I'll bless every single person on this earth through you. That was the promise he made to Abraham in chapter 12. I will bless you. I'll make you into a great nation. And every person on this earth will be blessed through you. The God of Abraham, the God of covenant. And in uh, chapter 17, he repeated this covenant. It says this, I will make you, Genesis chapter 17, verse 6, I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. Did you get that? You know, we're all descendants of Abraham through Jesus Christ. Every single one of us through Jesus Christ, we are descendants of Abraham. Jesus was born through the family tree of Abraham. And now for every single person that puts their trust in Jesus Christ becomes a part of that blessing. They become a part of that covenant that was given to Abraham through Jesus Christ, through Abraham. We have access to that same blessing. So that includes all of us and it includes our children and our children's children. We just sung that song, The Blessing. 
And this covenant, this blessing, what does it mean? First and foremost, it means we have access to our Heavenly Father. For many years, I wondered, what on earth is life all about? Why are we here? What are we doing here? I just couldn't settle it within my spirit. I was such a lost teenager. My Lord. No, I wasn't saying Lord. I was saying I don't believe in God, except he was my answer. You know, when you're separated from who you're meant to be with, I was meant to be in relationship with my Heavenly Father, so I was looking everywhere else, and Jesus was my answer. And when I found out Jesus was my answer, then I got angry and said, well, why didn't anybody ever tell me? Except I went to a Catholic school. <laughs> why weren't you listening, Mel? I got exempt from religion in, year, in, in high school. <laughs> Praise Jesus. There's grace and mercy for us all, right? He's a funny God that I'm standing here right now. Isn't that funny? I was exempt from religion. Praise him. It means first and foremost that we come back into relationship with our Heavenly Father and we get to receive the Holy Spirit as well. We get to receive the Spirit of God. That's what it means to come into covenant, to come into, into the blessing is we get to receive the Holy Spirit. But it also means peace. It means wholeness. It means freedom. It means abundance. It means increase. It means healing. It means restoration. It means forgiveness. It means favour. It means reconciliation. It means favour. It means fruitfulness. We have access to all these things. Do you believe it? They're not just nice words. We have access to them. Yeah. Peace, freedom, increase, abundance, healing, forgiveness, fruitfulness. Are we excited? Yeah. Come on, church. Are we excited? That's exciting news this morning. It means open doors. You know we live under an open heaven. If we're in a covenant with if we're in a covenant with God, we live under an open heaven. His blessings are poured out upon us. We have direct access to his throne. It means we can expect God to be faithful to the generations. We can expect him to be faithful to our children and our children's children because God is a God that cannot lie. God is a God that cannot go against his word. God is a God who is faithful even when we are faithless. Even when we are faithless. Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.3, if we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot disown himself another translation says this for he never wavers in his faithfulness to us he never wavers in his faithfulness to us other translations say this he cannot deny himself he cannot renounce himself and he cannot be false to himself he never wavers in his faithfulness to us. Malachi 3 6 says, I, the Lord, do not change, so you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Praise God. He is full of integrity. He cannot go back on his word. He cannot go back on his word. God is a God that is committed to his people. He's committed. He's committed to the generations. He is steadfast. He is a rock. He is stable and steady. He is true. He is full of integrity. And we see this continually throughout Scripture. He was faithful to Isaac, to Jacob, to Joseph, to David, and the list goes on. And you know they weren't perfect. They weren't perfect. 
the Israelites continually rebelled against God, yet he kept being faithful to his word. He kept being faithful to his covenant because of who he is. Because of who he is, he continued to deliver them and set them free. He freed them from the Egyptians. He parted the Red Sea. He provided food uh, through the wilderness for 40 years. He, he made sure their clothes and their sandals didn't wear out. He kept showing up every time they cried out. And you've got to remember the Israelites kept rebelling. They kept turning from him. But every time they cried out, God showed up. He was faithful through the ages. He's faithful. He's faithful to the generations. You know, we've just finished a series on identity uh, as a church and we studied it in our growth groups this week and we took a look at it. Uh, uh, I joined the worship team this Thursday night and we had a look at it. And, you know, we heard and learned some incredible stuff over the last four weeks. And, you know, but I just can't help but coming back to what Pastor Jacob spoke on in the very first week where he talked about uh, Jacob in the Bible. Um, and he talked about where Jacob... Uh, in the Bible where he wrestled with the angel of the Lord all night long, he wrestled with him. And it got to daybreak, it got to morning and the angel of the Lord said to Jacob in the Bible, he said, let me go. And Jacob said, I won't let you go until you bless me. I'm not letting go. He said, I'm not letting go until you bless me. And the point that Pastor Jacob made was that Jacob in the Bible, he was already blessed. He was striving and fighting and struggling and wrestling for what was already his. He had already received the blessing. You see, we read earlier in another story where he pretended to be his brother Esau and his father was dying and he pretended to his, be his brother because at that time the blessing only went to the firstborn. That's changed now. But that, that was before Jesus Christ came. And he pretended to be Esau to get the blessing. And he fooled his father and the father blessed him thinking it was his son Esau. But you know, God wasn't fooled. God knew that he was blessing Jacob. God wasn't fooled. And so Jacob already had the blessing and he was fighting and wrestling and struggling and striving to get what was already his. And you know, God knew he was blessing us when he blessed Abraham. Wow. <laughs> he knew he was making a covenant with us. He knew it. He knew he was making a covenant with you personally. He knew that. He knew that he was making a commitment to be faithful to us and to our children and to our children's children. He knew he was making a commitment to a thousand generations for every person that put their trust in Jesus Christ. You know, Paul said in Romans chapter 4, verse 23, it says this, and this declaration was not just spoken over Abraham, but also over us. For when we believe and embrace the one who brought our Lord Jesus back to life, perfect righteousness will be credited to our account as well. We don't have to fight and strive and struggle to get it because we already have it. If you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, you've entered into that covenant. You've entered into the blessing. You don't have to struggle for it. We're in credit. We're not in debit. We're in credit. It's credited to our account. And God calls us to stand in faith. It's so integral that we stand in faith. Romans chapter 4 verse 18 says this, Against all odds, when it looked hopeless, Abraham believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. 
He took God at his word and as a result, he became the father of many nations. God's declaration over him came to pass. Your descendants will be so many that they will be impossible to count. Romans chapter 4 verse 20 says he never stopped believing God's promise for he was made strong in his faith to father a child. He was 100 years old and he still, or Sarah was 100, or they were both around 100. <laughs> and they're believing God to have a baby still. But all he had to do was believe. He was made strong in his faith to father a child and because he was mighty in faith, convinced that God had all the power needed to fulfil his promises. And that's what it is. He was convinced that God had the power to fulfil his promises. God is faithful to the generations and Abraham glorified God. Are the scriptures behind me or am I going rogue? They're not behind me, they are. <laughs> you know, God wants us to be strong in our faith. He wants us to be strong in our faith and he wants us to pass it on to the generations. You know, we all have a part to play. God's part is that he's faithful. God's part is he made the covenant. God's done his part. And the question is, is well, what is your part? What is my part? What is our part? And our part is that we simply believe first and foremost. <laughs> simply believe that you know and believe that you're in, in a covenant relationship with God, the same covenant he gave to Abraham, we have access to all those blessings, to know and believe that they are for you personally, that, that you're not exempt, like I was exempt from religion, <laughs> that God hasn't made a mistake. I thought God had made a mistake, that God, God doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't. He's perfect. He doesn't make mistakes. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew you before the foundations of the world, before he formed you in your mother's womb. He knew what he was doing. There's no fault to God. And so it's believing that these blessings are for you personally. It's believing you have access to peace, to freedom, to abundance, to restoration, to reconciliation, to favour, to fruitfulness, to open doors, to open heavens. Deuteronomy chapter 28, it's believing what is in that chapter is for you personally. If you don't know what's in there, I'll tell you some of it now because it's pretty cool and I encourage you to go read it. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 3. It says this, that you are blessed in the city and blessed in the country. doesn't matter where you are, he is with you, before you and all around you. We just sung that earlier. Those of you that aren't mums yet and you want to be, it says, verse 4, the fruit of your womb will be blessed. You are blessed. Stay strong in faith. Receive it. Accept it. Acknowledge it. Walk in it. If you're facing a battle right now, whether it be sickness or finances or addiction or relationships or whatever it may be, God says in verse 7, the Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you in one direction but flee from you in seven. They'll come at you in one direction but flee from you in seven. You will not be defeated. God says you are blessed. Simply believe and stand strong and firm in your faith. Your enemies will, will flee. He is faithful to the generations and that includes you. 
those that are looking to own your own home, you're looking at real estate, you're looking at uh, wanting to purchase a property for yourself. As a church, we're wanting to purchase a property for ourselves. Why? For the generations. And this is what it says. This is what it says in verse 8. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. In the land that he is giving you. Accept it, receive it, stand strong in faith. You are blessed. We are blessed. If you're starting something new, entering a new project, a business, whatever it may be, It says in verse 12, God says this, The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations but will borrow from none. Stand strong in faith. You are blessed. He is faithful to the generations. Verse 13, God God says, The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You're the head and not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you'll always be at the top and never at the bottom. Simply believe. Access these blessings. Receive them. Stand strong in faith. You are blessed. And you know, a lot of the time, faith is obedience. There's that word, obedience. You know, Caleb and Joshua were the only two people from their generation to enter the promised land. And that was because they kept trusting and kept believing and kept doing what was right and kept being obedient and kept staying in covenant and kept walking the walk. They just kept doing what they was meant to do. They stayed in covenant with... They didn't go off and worship other gods. You know, sometimes if God's taking too long, we're like, well, we'll just do this plan over here and God's like no I'm this way come this way they didn't try and get to the promised land aside from how God said to do it faith is obedience and just as Paul was urging Timothy to keep doing what was right to not give up the team can come to keep going to be strong in his faith Paul's letter was urging Timothy to do that God says to you this morning Keep going. Stay the course. Don't walk away from me because God's covenant is the same. Like He cannot lie. He cannot go back on his word. But we can walk away from the covenant. He says, stay in covenant with me. It may not look like how you want it to look like. It may look like I'm not doing anything. But even we we don't see it, he's working. And he says, stay on course with me. Stay in covenant keep being obedient when it's hard keep making those tough calls keep getting up on a Sunday morning and coming to church and worshipping your king get yourself to growth group while I'm here the pastor's coming out now isn't he back to preaching growth groups are good for you forget about it if you're tired just go Because when you leave, you're filled up with the Spirit of God. You fellowship with His people. No one ever feels like going, including me. But I go because I know it's the right thing to do. And I get there and I'm like, I love these people. And I go home and I talk off Jacob's ear about the night. And then he goes to, and he loves you youth, by the way, Stassi and Angelica. (laughs) 
You know, it matters what you do. People are watching, your kids are watching, your family's watching. You might not think that they are, but they are, and it matters. My grandma probably didn't think about what she was doing, but when I thought about it, when you look back, what she did was right, and it impacted me, and I'm sure it plays a part in who I am today. Someone's prayers have paved your way, and your prayers will pave and are paving someone's way. You know, Timothy walked in the prayers that were paved by his mother and grandmother. His faith was strong because of them and it was passed down through the family line. And we want to be passing stuff down through the family line. And you know, a lot of us have a lot of garbage (laughs) that we could pass down through the family line. Isn't there? There's addiction, there's... uh, um, infidelity, there's, there's all sorts of stuff. But you know, when we come into Jesus Christ, we draw a bloodline, the blood of Jesus Christ, and we say this stuff doesn't come any further, that can stay there, but faith and all the blessings can continue on all the way through to the generations. Amen? God is saying to you this morning, I see your faithfulness and I hear your prayers. And he's saying, don't give up. And he's saying, keep building a memorial with your prayers. And I'm so glad my nonna didn't give up. And you know, and I know, and she's passed away now as well, but I know my mum has taken up the mantle and she continues to pray for my brother. And something is to be said for mums and grandmas praying. You know, they don't take no for an answer. They don't take no for an answer. You know what it reminds me of? You know that guy in the Bible, uh, the four guys where they rip the roof off and drop the paralysed man down at Jesus' feet to get healing? That's what I think mums and grandmas' prayers are like. They just rip the roof off and they ain't going to take no for an answer. They're not going to take no for an answer. And do you know what Jesus said to those people, to that paralysed man? He said, Mark 2.5, when Jesus saw their faith, their faith... When he saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Son, your sins are forgiven. You know, God gave me a word many years ago when I was working for the ministry of Teen Challenge and he said, strong women pray, for no, strong women fight in the spirit and not the flesh. Strong women fight in the spirit and not the flesh. And we started a prayer meeting out of that. Prayers are so powerful. They pave the way for people's freedom, for for the lives, the generations up ahead. So important. So God says, stay strong in your faith. Stay strong in your prayers. Keep believing, keep encouraging, keep gathering, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Keep doing it His way. I don't care if you think your way is better. We have a child in our household at the moment. He thinks his way is always better. He's 10 And we're trying to explain to him, your way isn't always better. And that's the same with us and God. Our way isn't always better. In fact, his way is always better. Keep doing it his way. Keep talking to Jesus. Who loved that song? Keep talking to Jesus. People are watching. Your family's watching. God will be faithful to your family. He'll be faithful to that unsaved family member. He'll be faithful to that wayward kid. He'll be faithful to that battle that you're facing right now. He'll be faithful to your finances. Keep doing what's right. If you're struggling with your finances, start tithing because that's what God says. 
That's your answer. And I know we might think, no, that doesn't make sense. My way's better. No, start tithing. That's your answer. Doesn't matter. And it didn't matter that Timothy's dad wasn't a believer. That didn't hold back the mother and grandma. They made sure that the faith was passed down regardless. God is faithful to the generations and we as a church, as believers together corporately, we have a responsibility to the generations. We have a responsibility to pass on our faith as a church. We have a responsibility to keep praying as a church. We have a responsibility to keep gathering as a church. We have a responsibility to keep connecting people with God and helping them grow in relationship with Jesus Christ and empowering them to make a difference in the lives of others. We have a responsibility to the generations. When we put money in the building fund, we're giving into the generations. That's what we're doing. When we're praying for a building, we're giving into the generations. We're building our faith and we're to teach those coming up after us. We're to empower them to then pass it on because God is faithful to the generations. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for who you are, Father God. We thank you that you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords and the Prince of peace, Lord God. We thank you that you are faithful to the generations, Lord God. And I pray for anybody in here right now, Lord, that is facing a struggle or a sickness or a battle or or is just believing and, and, and just continues to cry out to you, Lord God, I pray that you give them the strength that they need to not give up, that they remain steadfast, that they remain true, that they remain uh, in covenant with you, Lord God, that they wouldn't walk away or set it aside, but they keep believing and trusting in you, that they would stay strong in their faith, Lord God, because you are faithful to the generations, Lord. And we thank you that you're faithful, Lord God, that you never give up on us, Father God, that you have your way in our lives, Lord. Just as we close the service, you know, I was talking about just being lost and a bit of a wayward teenager and young adult and um, just searching, not knowing what I was looking for, but then I found what I was looking for and his name was Jesus. And if you're in this room and you've been searching and, 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 and you want to know what your life is about, you want your life to have meaning and purpose, you have to start with Jesus Christ. He's your starting point. And so if you're in the service right now or listening online and you've never entered into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm just going to give you a moment where we're going to pray a prayer together, all of us together, and it will be the best decision that you've made as you start that journey with Jesus. So if you're in the room right now, if you just want to slip your hand up in the air, you just need to slip it up in the air and pop it back down. You see that hand? I see that hand. You see that hand? You see that hand? Praise Jesus. Thank you, Father God. He's a good God. When you pray this prayer, you're going to enter into a relationship, back into a relationship with your Heavenly Father, and you're going to experience a peace and a joy like never before. It's where you're always meant to be. Anybody else? A few more moments. If you're online, just type yes in the comments. All right, if you're praying, if you've lifted your hand, if you just pray after me, church, if you can join me as well. God, I thank you that you sent your son, Jesus, 
to die on a cross for me. I ask that you forgive my sins. Wash me clean. And today I choose to live for you. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Fantastic. Awesome. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, or even if it's a recommitment, I'd love to have a chat with you, pray with you. We've got a special gift pack for you. If anyone would like prayer, please come forward. We can pray for you. But I thought it would be a cool idea, um, or Jacob thought maybe it was a good idea, if we sung that song again, talking to Jesus. Hey, You can stand to your feet if you like and worship, and stick around for tea and coffee as well. Feel free to sing along with us, guys. There's no way to do it. There's no bad time to start. It doesn't have to sound pretty. Just tell him what's on your heart. Because it's not a religion. It's more like a friendship. Just talk to your father. Like you are his king, just talking to Jesus, just start talking to Jesus, you can talk to Jesus whenever you like, just start talking to Jesus, just start talking to Jesus, just keep talking to Jesus. The rest of your life, Let's sing that again. Just start talking to Jesus. Just start talking to Jesus. You can talk to Jesus whenever you like. Just talking to Jesus. Just start talking to Jesus. Keep talking to Jesus. The rest of your life, what a friend we have, what a friend we have in Jesus, what a friend we have in Jesus, what a friend we have in Jesus. Indeed.